to the honor and glory of God, who by the word and through the spirit creates, redeems, and sanctifies us all. Amen. It is good to be here. It is good to be here gathered with you all, reminding ourselves of why this week and this evening is so important. Two days ago, as my family was sitting down to dinner for Monday Thursday, my husband always makes lamb stew on Monday Thursday. Both my husband's cell phone and mine pinged with a new message. And in the little synopsis that came across my screen, I saw these words. This message contains difficult contents from the University of San Francisco that may be disturbing. So my husband and I broke the cardinal rule of our family, and that is picked up our cell phones and opened them at the dinner table. And I'd like to read a bit of the letter that we received from the administration of the school where my son is in college. On Tuesday, March 30th, the University of San Francisco Department of Public Safety received a report from students that a noose was hanging from a railing on the fourth floor of a balcony in Loyola Village. Staff from student housing and residential education and public safety responded immediately and removed the noose from the balcony. An investigation has been launched into this very serious matter. As an interim measure, the student who admitted to hanging the noose was immediately removed from our property and university housing. As we learn more about this incident in the course of the investigation, further action will be determined. As a community, we are hurt and outraged. We want to emphasize how seriously we take this incident. A noose has been historically and continues to be a potent symbol of hate and anti-black racism in the United States. It was used to lynch black people, and this symbol of the noose as a form of domestic terror evokes the threat of a history of racial hatred, bigotry, and violence. There are days, weeks, months, years, when it feels like the gloom of the tomb is all that we are left with. There are days and weeks and months and years where it feels like there is no hope. And in those times, the faithful, those of us who claim Jesus, are called to sit and wait for the stone to be rolled away. Because that is our confession, that is our witness, that is our proclamation. That there is no shadow that cannot be overcome by the light of Christ. That there is no hatred that cannot be overcome by the love of God that there is no violence, that there is no terror, there is nothing in all of this world that can stand before the redemptive grace of our creator revealed to us in Jesus Christ. That is our witness, that is our confession, that is our proclamation, that is who we are. 
People who are called to face the shadows and the despair and proclaim light. People who are called to face the hatred in this world and proclaim love. And in those times when it's difficult to see light, in those times when it is difficult for us to even conceive that light could break through, that the gates of hell will not prevail, we come to this night, this night that reminds us that the light is with us that our redemption is at hand, that God's love wins. I imagine that those who went to the tomb early on that morning, they weren't going expecting it to be empty. They were going in expectation that they would grieve, that they would anoint the body of their teacher. And scripture always tells us that they leave terrified. And as one writer, Esau Macaulay, wrote, because they were terrified, because the only thing more frightening than a world in which Jesus was dead was a world in which Jesus was alive. The only thing more frightening to this world and the powers of this world is a Jesus that conquers death, a Jesus that cannot be diminished, a light that cannot be doused. And it is a light that shines in spite of all circumstances. In his video documentary on the black church, Dr. Henry Louis Gates talked about the slaveholders Bible. And this was a Bible used by good Episcopalians in the South. It was used by bishops and priests and all sorts of folks that claimed Christianity. But it was a Bible that was missing the story of Exodus. It was missing a lot of prophets. It was missing Luke 4. It was missing Matthew 26. It was missing lots of things. And this Bible was used to proclaim submission and obedience and tolerance to enslaved people. And yet somehow, somehow, the life-giving and liberating spirit of a living God broke through the deception and the omission. Somehow, it broke through and enslaved people started singing songs about freedom. They sang songs like, in the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, give me Jesus, give me Jesus. Take this old world and its lies and its terror and its torture and its pain and give me Jesus. Give me the truth. Give me the light. Give me the really, really, really real. Give me Jesus. The word of God. 
God's love made flesh. The light that shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot and will not overcome it. Our confession, our witness, our proclamation is that there is light in this world. And there is nothing the powers of darkness or terror or despair can do about that light. The light is ours. And we are called to claim it, to proclaim it to all who sit in the darkness of the tomb. We are called to be life for those around us. We are called to this dangerous, scary, outrageous hope that we confess this night.